Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Hello, fellow cobbler. How are you feeling? Another six-pointer has been and gone, and we're another step closer to discovering our destiny. As always, we've got shed loads of opinions to share with you, and there's also the small matter of the Nen Derby on Friday. Yay. Let's get stuck into this week's It's All Cobblers to Me. Brain again. And he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Yeah! 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 It's welcome, bonjour, willkommen, salut to Danny Brothers, Neil Edgerton Scott, and Jeffy Coleman. How are you guys? You okay? Magical. Wonderful. Ish. Ish? Yeah. I think I can just about show my face again in in, uh, in Bristol. I don't think they've taken too much offence to Alex Jones throwing himself on the floor. But. <laughs> oh, oh, we're disputing that penalty, are we? <laughs> Not at all. We need what we can get. Take what we can get. We will come to the football shortly. But but Neil, you've you found something rather delightful. Oh, is it a goat that went loose in Watch It earlier? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did happen. It comes after the um, ostrich that went missing from the zoo last week as well. So we had a week long. It's like farm animals and zoo animals just on the loose in the town. But it's been caught and saved. God bless it. Both both animals safe and well. What's Good. the weirdest Good. animal that's gone missing in Watch It? 
Uh, a raccoon, right? Caused a raccoon? Havoc. <laughs> Hang on. A raccoon. Wait a minute. Cyril Sneer. It caused <laughs> havoc like about three years ago because it was like running around all of the like little hamlets and villages where we live and they couldn't find it anywhere, literally anywhere. And then he turned up somewhere because he was hungry and then they located him. I think that's the most mysterious one. The snake, the snakes got out as well at one point as well. I'll tell you though, raccoons are absolute pricks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a menace. I got chased by one once. Really? Yeah. What is it with you and animals, Neil? You get you seem to have proper run-ins with animals. Then. Careful. No, he's right. A, hedgehogs. A giraffe, oh, the hedgehog. Yeah, I'm still not happy about that. But a giraffe <laughs> once very viciously licked me. <laughs> as well. <laughs> Oh, do you know what that would have... Right, I was about to say, that would have been great if that's how you died. It could be on your headstone or your obituary. <laughs> Viciously licked to death by you a giraffe. I don't think on headstones you have how you died, though, do you? <laughs> we should do. <laughs> how does it get down that? Can they reach down for that far, like, to the ground? Pardon? A giraffe. giraffe right, yeah. sorry. Oh, I wonder what you were no. talking about. <laughs> it was interestingly, actually, it was a baby giraffe. Ah. Oh. It was very what cute. Are baby giraffes called uh, BGs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you were staying alive then after that. <laughs> hey, first one, first one for ten. Uh, a baby giraffe is called a calf. Is it? I should have known yeah. that. Really. I mean, we don't have giraffes and watch it. You know. <laughs> But you have raccoons. There's a picture of that on the sign on the way in. Watch it. No giraffes are here. <laughs> can we can we big up our local zoo? Because it is opening tomorrow, obviously. Because you're know, outdoor places. But go on the Come zoo. Come on the zoos. Go on yeah. the zoos. <laughs> Cannot wait. Open. Get them out. Well, talking of zoos, I watched Zootropolis at the weekend. Oh, good film. No. Isn't it? It's a nonsense, isn't it? Do you, do you not enjoy the little. Um, the little gangsters. What are they? I can't think what the animal they are. Um, I, I can't either. Like hamsters, uh, which they? would tell you how much I notice I took during said film. Little gangster hamsters. Do you want to hear uh, a bit about what I found? I do want to hear a bit about what you found because this is so good. So I. So for those listening, obviously, when we sign in to Zencaster, which is where we record the podcast, um, we have to put our name in. And being the absolute larks that we are, we don't always use our real names. Um, so I went with Raymond Van Dulleman this week, which player. great player in his time. What led us down a bit of a wormhole where we've been Googling his name. Found out, interestingly, he is a project manager now. Um, doing well for what himself. What projects does he manage? Do we know? I don't know because his LinkedIn profile is all in Dutch. Um, ah. Oh, however, the he, yeah, the he's, based, he's based in The Hague. So he's obviously doing quite well for himself. Oh. Uh, but also, I noticed while searching for Raymond Van Dulleman's name on the Google, it gave me a link to a blog called A Load of Cobblers. Uh, 2013, this post specifically was, titled What Won't Happen in 2013. And I started reading the blog. I was chuckling away, mm. really enjoying it. And then I noticed there was an about me bit. Clicked on it. <laughs> Guess whose blog it is? Ray Van Dulleman's. That would be incredible. <laughs> no, it's yours, Danny. Danny's blog. Oh, look at that. Yeah, Last there's some absolute past. gold in it. Is there a uh, <laughs> is there a Keith Curl out blog? <laughs> well, it was before that time, I think. Yeah, I, I think it, he does take a few a few slide digs at Boothroyd during it. So 
<laughs> he's obviously got previous. There is definitely in there, if you look hard enough, there's a Wilder Out blog in there somewhere. <laughs> which is incredible. Danny. <laughs> dig, 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 dig. <laughs> there's some great stuff in it, Danny. Really, I was genuinely laughing <laughs> when I was reading it, um, even before I knew it was your blog, which just enabled me to laugh that little bit more because I'm proud of you. But I think we should start a new weekly feature, which is Neil reads part of Danny's blog. Have you got have you got a particular piece there that you chortled at beforehand, Neil? Yes, uh, numerous bits. Um, so this is Danny's light-hearted look <laughs> on what won't happen in 2013. So if I just say jump, jump to June, shall we say, uh, the Cobbler's <laughs> Squad. This is Danny. Imagine Danny saying this. Obviously, I can't do Danny's voice, but the Cobbler's Squad take a well-earned break and then return for a pre-season tour of Sweden, where they come up against Helsingborgs, who have just assigned Sven Goran Eriksson as manager. Sven makes a cheeky bid for Bayo after the game, but it's quickly rebuffed by Adrian Boothroyd, who instead offers him Tim Flowers on loan for the season. <laughs> <laughs> Back in England, Boothroyd gets to work in the transfer market and swoops for Nigerian midfielder Ayo Saka from Ocean Boys, forming an attacking trio of Bayo, Moyo and Ayo. A similar bid for Spaniard Ruben Royo fails. That was that was June. Incredible work. Absolutely incredible. I'm loving that, Danny. Perfect oh, penmanship. There's a the July July. There's a great bit in July as well, where preseason continues on English soil with a trip to Kettering Town, who have relocated to Peterborough Greyhound Track. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not far wrong, actually. Halfway through the preseason friendly, uh, the rabbit used to the races is accidentally shot out of its trap and hits Ben Tozer as he lines up for one of his traditional throw-ins. Tozer is put on the shelf for three months, forcing Bayo to seriously worry about his goals tally for the coming campaign. Not to fear, Boothroyd panics and orders a reality TV show to be made to find the next big throw-in taker. <laughs> Which I'd watch. Yeah, get that on. Watch that. Yeah. Where where does Sam Hoskins reach? What round? (laughs) I mean, this was 2013. Sam Hoskins was a mere boy. Still in the Southampton Academy back then, I would imagine. Well, Danny will know. Uh, Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Very good. Do you know what, Danny? That's great. I think every week we should find another segment from your blog and and read it. I mean, I'm a bit concerned now. Why? There's some gold in there, mate. There's there's one of those that it's going to be one of those things where we we go through and we'll get people by the bucket load saying start it back up Danny it's brilliant. There's another great that. line here. The momentum is halted by a postponement at Notts County due to warthogs on the pitch. Oh. There you go. You could well have been talking about the team. I don't know. But... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly had more time on my hands back then. Did I? You, well, you, you, <laughs> this is this is one of your jokey blogs. This is just a, a light-hearted joke, what isn't it? But actually, in it. You've nailed a couple of things because you've said where special guest Neil Grayson is on commentary for Cobbler's World. So you, you've predicted... Cobbler's World? Look at that. That, was, that. that wasn't that a thing, though. I'm sure was Cobbler's it a thing, World was it? Was a, yeah, I'm sure Cobbler's World was an actual thing. It like, was. It yeah, Cobbler's yeah, World was the a thing yeah. before Cobbler's Player that then became iFollow, yeah. yeah. Cobbler's, Cobbler's World. World. God, that's taking it back, isn't it? I think that was the first iteration. It was just when it was highlights and whatever, wasn't it? Mm. Well, I found your, boy, your Boothroyd out one. Oh, a Boothroyd sure it, Yeah, the final straw as Boothroyd departs. <laughs> the final straw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Shall we pass it on to the FA? <laughs> yeah. yes, please. I'm sure every argument there is as valid now as it was then. <laughs> I'd love it. Do you know what? Can we? Uh, go, well, I'll put a link to that one in the show notes. Yeah, and then you can go and read it. And if there is like, if if it is relevant to now, that would be brilliant. I'd absolutely love it. Shall we? Shall we have a quick chat then about the actual Cobblers game? Mm. I know Neil's about to shout at me and go, "No, let's not." I don't come on this podcast talk about cobblers. I don't. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> I know you don't. Uh, people do tune in though to hear you uh, hear you talk about Neil. That's a good point. So, uh, yep. I think I think we probably should. So, obviously, one all draw in the latest and last of Danny's six pointers for the season. It's gone well, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I should I should have done some prep before this and worked out how many points we'd gained from these six pointers. One, is it not? I, it probably no. is. Jeffrey. We've got one against Rochdale, don't we? Two. Oh yeah. Okay, so there's two. Let's work it out. Uh, well, Swindon. we beat Wigan once, didn't we? No, did we? That was that was way before. You can't count that one. Well, that that's it. That's what I was going to say. Do you count the first game against no, Wigan? No, you a six count pointer? all the second ones. Okay, uh, just the second ones. Yeah. Okay, so Wigan. Loss. Wimbledon. Loss. Loss. Yeah, Rochdale, we got a point. Hey. Yeah, Burton, Swindon. Burton, we lost. We beat Swindon, didn't we? No, oh, we lost to Swindon. I thought oh, we beat them as well. We, we yeah. beat them first time, didn't we? Because uh, yeah. yeah. Miss scored. Jesus. Yeah, so two points from all those six pointers. Didn't even get six points out of them all together, <laughs> did we? <laughs> <laughs> Never am I going to call any game a six-pointer for the rest of my time. You wonder why we're in trouble. Explain <laughs> me. <laughs> we do regularly, Danny, in fairness. <laughs> um, so overall then, Bristol Rovers game, one all. What did we make of it? Jeffy, what were your overriding thoughts at the end of the match? Um, rational Jeffy kind of thought, do you know what? That's probably a fair assessment of two fairly woeful teams. Um, however... I was a, I, I was disappointed that it took us that long to get out of the starting blocks because Bristol Rovers, okay, they looked good on the break and they had a bit of pace going down one of the very horribly exposed wings. Um, but generally speaking, they didn't give much more and that's kind of been the pattern, isn't it? A lot of these teams haven't really shown much but have got away with it because we've simply been significantly lacking clinically and just not able to do the business when we need to, um, irrational Jeffy was really quite irritated by it because it, it, it. I think for probably the first time, it's it's pretty obvious and certain that we're going to go down because we can't pick up the points that we've we've need at, and we're reliant on other teams, which we know from years gone by is is not the way to do it. But I don't necessarily think that. This game is the game that will stand out. I think it's uh, someone put on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. Someone said January and February is where the damage was done. But I think because this one was almost like the last chance that we've not taken, it feels a bit raw, doesn't it? Mm, there's loads of points there. The first one is we we didn't turn up, did we? Until we'd conceded. Uh, I mean, I, I I completely agree with what you say about the fact that. Rovers, Rovers weren't particularly good, but they had what two kind of strong men up front that that held the ball up 
relatively well. I mean, when I say relatively well, relatively in comparison to how we held the ball up, or I say we, I mean Ryan Emerson. Um, and so, therefore, they were able to sort of, they, they, they were kind of able to do what you imagine Keith Curl wanted us to do, which was to always hold, get the ball up the top end of the pitch and hold it there and to then create chances around that. Problem was, was that they were just as bad as we were. But they spent the first 20 minutes actually playing the game in, in our half, didn't they? Well, I think they, they on reflection, are, are slash were more desperate than us on paper at the beginning of the match. Um, ironically, the tides turned completely because the results below both of us have gone completely haywire over the last couple of days, which doesn't make any sense anyway. But I also think that for for Bristol Rovers, it, it was more important. And actually, that's that's probably quite defining for us because that's the kind of game you really need to win is the game where other others are going to turn up and you know they're going to turn up. I, I don't think there was a lack of effort in particular. I just think that they just haven't quite got it and they're, they're, they're short, but they're also short against teams that are around them, which isn't really a good sign. I felt that they just wanted it far more than we do. By the looks of it, and I know that we're not allowed to really, well, not not allowed to to turn around and say that that we didn't put any effort in. I I agree with that, but you know, I just I just feel like at the time watching it, especially the first twenty minutes, it just looked like Rovers were just wanting it ten times more than we did at, at any point in those first twenty minutes. I mean, you can argue that well, they got on the ball and they wouldn't let us have it, but if you want it, you go and get it, don't you, Danny? Yeah, they were completely on top for the first little bit. And you, you've got to set your stall out in games like that. Um, like, whatever we think going into the game, if we're above the dotted line or not, or whatever's going on, we're still in a relegation battle, whatever happens. We all know, the players know what's to come, the five games to come that we've all talked about quite a lot, that that we said if we don't win against Bristol Rovers, it's pretty much done, um, even though we're there and above the line. It's, we, we needed them to come out and show some intent Again, and this is a word that I've been using all season. Like, there's no intent from us to go and press our game onto them. And it seems like, particularly in the Brady, actually, that he wants to kind of protect himself, protect his players first. In terms of he he's more worried about the, what the other team are doing than he than he is about what we're doing. Like, we need to be on the front foot in games like this and really take it to them because as soon as we go behind, it's just a, an absolute slog. Like for the rest of the game to get back into it, like there's no real pace up front to do proper damage with. There's no nothing in midfield that's going to create something uh, out of nowhere, apart from if the ball drops to Ryan Watson twenty yards out, and you can't just keep relying on that. You've got to that we rely solely on graft and hard work, which we do well, but it's not. It's just not quite good enough. Um, and when you you kind of rely on that, you you set up in games to to almost out to defend because you're relying on your hard work and then something breaking and falling for you in the box and it's just not it's not enough sadly I think also as well one thing that that has probably played a fact a, a smaller factor throughout the season but I think it played a quite a significant factor on Saturday was the lack of crowds which seems really bizarre to mention kind of five games before the end when largely what there was two games this season where there were crowds um, there was a couple of really stray, ridiculous passes 
and real, I'm not going to call it laziness because I genuinely don't think it was laziness. I, I don't think they're a lazy group of players. I think they're they're hard workers, but I just think they, the decision making and wasn't there. And there was a couple of things. Um, I won't, I can't even remember which players it was, and it's not fair to point them out because they all have done it. But just there's a couple of occasions where, you know, they they don't even pass to to a player. And they've got acres of space to do it. And I think had there been a crowd, a cobbler's crowd in there, they'd have been really on their backs and and we'd have been really on them after that. And I think that would have probably helped because that would have encouraged and probably motivated them. And I think those games are where crowds probably would have really helped. But obviously we don't have that there and that. And, you know, everyone's in the same boat like that. I mean, you did have some wonderful Rovers fans on the uh, hill. But other than that, there's no one there. (laughs) Yeah, and that's the that's the sort of game that it would have been rocking, wouldn't it? Like no matter what's happened in the last few weeks, you you come to a game like that, and everyone knows that we needed three points that Sixfields comes alive for, and it it kind of sets the players out to with a little bit more oomph and like let's go and do something to them rather than let's wait for something to happen to us. And and it's it has been the same all season. It's the same for every team, but. I don't think there's any surprise that teams like Wimbledon and um, who else won it won quite big yesterday. Wimbledon won four or something, didn't they? And Wigan won five. And like, away from home, it's sometimes a little bit easier because you're not expecting the fans to be there. And you know, let's find. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be the case on Friday by any chance. By any shout, but um, it. Like, I don't. I, I don't know. It's it's annoying. And it's frustrating. But I don't think we can use it in any form of defence against it because it's they 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 need to have got to the point by now where they can where they can cope with it. The the other point to that as well um, that probably hasn't really come to the forefront yet is that what we've got we and I talk as a collective in terms of the league. Everyone's got what six, seven, maybe eight at the absolute most games left. And we're in that situation where we're in a relegation battle, but it's not a desperate one, or it hasn't been up till now. So it's not been a desperate relegation battle. We're not absolutely, you know, miles behind in 24th, and we're not there. And what starts to happen at this point in the season is that teams that are absolutely desperate start flying out of the blocks and getting random results up against high-flying teams because they've literally, one, got nothing to lose, and two, are saving sometimes their careers and it's a case of we have to win, whereas we have teetered on the edge for so many weeks. It's like, well, if we don't win, we're still about about there. We're just above the relegation zone. We can do it. Whereas I think if we were desperate, that could have been completely different. I think so. I do get I, I completely see what you mean. I mean, normally you get those results because of the fact that you're coming up against teams that don't really have anything left to play for. Um whereas the the relegation battled ones still do so there's that whole thing we go back to basically wanting it more i think is is essentially where it comes from however i mean wigan beat doncaster now fair enough donny are pretty much in freefall um but they 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 were going for the playoffs and there's still a chance an outside chance that they could finish in them and then Accrington as well are basically the same i mean actually doncaster and accrington on exactly the same number of points uh, in 11th and 12th, respectively. And, you know, but they are mid-table. So it's not like Wigan or, or um, Wimbledon were coming up against Sunderland or Hull or Portsmouth or, or or Blackpool. I know Portsmouth did get beat by Burton, didn't they? But, I mean, I just don't... I, I don't think that it's um, anything 
different as such to to what we would see at the end of any normal season um, with that. I think the problem that we've got is the fact that when you look at the league table, <laughs> well, apart from that, Neil, yeah, when you look at the league table, we're 19th. I think that's actually an issue. I think you're right. If we were if we were in the relegation zone, I think maybe it would be a bit more urgent. Yeah, and, you shouldn't need it though. You shouldn't need to. No, be in no, the relegation I agree. I, I I completely agree. But it's almost it almost feels like we're clutching and hanging on to that fact that we are above the dotted line as we record. I mean, you know, Tuesday night everything could change and we could probably, well, we can't be bottom, but, you know, we can we, we, we can be back in that relegation zone quite easily. I mean, at one point, weren't we 22nd on Saturday when we were losing? Yeah. But also so, as well, not, not only that, is that we are up against the, t- I think probably the running is some of our toughest, if not the toughest running we've had the entire season. And it's the missed opportunity, isn't it? It's quite obvious now that, I mean, if we were to get three points from this run-in, we'd be lucky, I think. I, I agree with you. Right? I, I, I genuinely do think that that's, that's the last chance that we actually had of winning a game for the rest of the season. I, unless, I don't give us a hope in hell well, against well, any and, of the five remaining teams. Unless it, goes, unless it goes a completely different way and we do start hammering teams, which isn't going to happen, I don't think. But I mean... We've already scored about happen. three goals all season. We're not going to hammer anyone. No, that's what one I mean. shot on target in like the last, what, three <laughs> games. Each, I mean, apart from the, ignore the penalty. That's a, you know, well, you'd, you'd hope it's an obvious shot on target. But, you know, Sometimes. apart from that, Apart from that, we had one shot in, on target on Saturday. We had one shot on target the week before against Wimbledon. You know, it's just, it's terrible, really. really. So did we even get a shot on target against Hull? I don't think we even made it into their half, did we? Yes, I, was say, <laughs> I think the only thing that can, can save us now is football being weird, which it can be quite a lot of the time. And so like weird things happen all the time. Um, that's why I'm not like completely writing us off because it's football and it's a, odd game like we could play a team that you no know, posh could go down to seven men and we might stand a chance on, no, on Friday it gets off getting at a seven. Point. yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> cheers teach um <laughs> having said that though they could was it grimsby this week that two of their players had a full-on fight and both got sent off at that half could time happen. Yeah. stranger things could happen at least they showed a bit of fight and a bit of arsehole though didn't oh, they no, didn't see on. any of our lot doing that but we do oh i don't oh i don't know hang on a minute though I know we'll come on to this later, but that penalty was was meant, wasn't it? So at least he showed, like he showed what he wanted to do with that penalty. I think old Hoskins that was very well taken with a oh, bit yeah, of look, I'm not. He absolutely was not well taken. By the way, he blasted it down the middle. It was. Oh, no. it, it was. It, it reminded it, me of Stuart Pearce at the Euro '96. Yeah. It's that redemption story of yeah. like a few weeks away from. Blasting a penalty low and down the middle is not well taken. Sorry, Jeffy, I've gone off at you. It's not well taken. <laughs> it's it's the world's worst type of penalty you can take. It's, it's the wimp's way out. It's the wimp's way out. It is, because you don't back yourself to put it in the corner. You don't back yourself. You think, oh, I'm just going to blast this down the middle and let the keeper moves. I can do that. I can do that. Exactly. Yeah, uh, no, no, equally, no, do not defend him. Hang on, but <laughs> no, plenty of players have done it. Stuart, like that, yeah. that one that we spoke about, that I just spoke about, not we. Stuart Pearce was a that's, that's the only one. That's the no, only one not. anyone ever remembers. No, no yeah, well, it's a different kettle of fish. Any, He's in the Euros. Not anymore. 
<laughs> it's not the yeah. only, not the only one we remember anymore. Is it? <laughs> I'm not having it. <laughs> that was not a well taken penalty. Hey, if Bayo took that penalty, you'd be lauding him. Bayo wouldn't have done that. He'd have had the confidence to dink it into the top corner <laughs> off the bar or something. Off He'd have bar. naked it. But then, what yeah. would you have done? What would you have done to poor Sam if he tried to dink it and it went completely over the over the north stand? Well, I'd have been apoplectic, obviously. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the football fans' right. Oh poor old Sam. No, not poor old <laughs> Sam. Rescue rescues a point. <laughs> he gets treated like this. What the point? <laughs> Look, I, I've got no question that that Sam Hoskins wants us to survive. Oh God, and nor do I. He's putting it all there. Yeah, of course don't he get, is. You know, I, he really, oh yeah, yeah. But, you can't you can't question that they're, that they're trying. You, you you don't dare suggest that that they're not trying. <laughs> Be careful. I'm just. Are you, oh, you weren't here last week, were you? you? This is pent up frustration from over a week ago, isn't it? Neil, I can tell that, that. It is. Yeah, that comment riled me. The thing is, is that look at okay, it, you are right. Like I don't really want to see any of our players getting into a fight at half time or on the pitch or anything like that. But at least it would show a little bit of fight well, in them. Let's be honest, Charles. It would be the world's worst fight. Nobody would throw a punch. Because we don't know how you to attack. Right. <laughs> they just like look at each other, maybe say the odd names. Oh, your hair's really Stare bad. Stare quite angrily. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do that thing where what what they used to do in the olden days, bite their thumb and pretend to <laughs> throw it at them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or what they did in Friends when they clapped their fits together. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, yes. They haven't got much fight in them, have they? Let's be honest. They're trying. They're just not very good. I, don't, I really I, want I, now no, I th- a 22-man brawl <laughs> on Friday just to oh, prove you that. lot wrong. Oh, like... Storming on from the touchline, windmilling. <laughs> I'm not condoning it and I'm not encouraging it. But you, you guys. Sam, I would never say a thing like that, Neil. Come on. He wouldn't dare, would he? No, he wouldn't dare. I, I've got visions, right? This is never going to happen, but just hear me out, right? If by some miracle on earth, I mean, the fact that our game's been moved is strange enough anyway. Obviously, we obviously know for the, for reasons we know, but the fact that it's been moved, it makes it all a bit weird anyway, right? Can you imagine if we somehow nicked like a 95th minute winner and Samo was just like Liverpool style running up the touchline? I'd expect him to yeah, do that. Yeah, so yeah, would I. I. If he doesn't, yeah. I'll be disappointed. I'll be more than disappointed. I'll send a very, very angrily worded disappointed email. <laughs> I know obviously it's not going to happen, but just like Dreamland, like if it were to happen, I want to see the Anfield remake. Uh, Neil and Jeffy, I asked Charles this the other day on the preview show, and I don't know if you heard it or not. I'm going to ask you the same thing. Right, five games to go. We either beat Posh and lose the other four, or lose to Posh and win the other four and stay up. <gasps> That's like choosing between children. You can't do that. I just did. Oh, I, I, oh. So, so we beat Posh, but then yeah. we go down. Beat Posh, lose go to... down. Lose to Posh, win the other games. Lose to Posh and stay up. Yeah, I'll take the boring option. Yeah, you're going to have to, aren't you? What, the stay-up option? Is that the boring option? Yeah, isn't it? The thing is, is it boring, though? Because after you've got over, you know, like, so we get battered on Friday, and then, you know, you've got just over seven days, haven't you, then, before your next game, I think. I don't think we've got a Tuesday. Or are we Tuesday nighting next week? Uh, I think we might be, you know. Yeah, okay. So we've got maybe, like, four days before the next game. So, therefore, and then you go and win that game. You you kind of forget about it then, don't you? 
you forget about the loss and then it becomes more like, oh, we've won. The only problem we've got, which is a really valid point, is what you said, Charles, is that because our game's been moved, it ruins our entire weekends. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. It will so we're going to have a ruined weekend. <laughs> it ruins Neil's weekend because he was going out to play golf rather than watching the game. <laughs> no, I can't, I'm going to avoid it now. Although Mike, Fuller, Mike Fuller's organising to watch it at the pub, isn't he? So Careful, he'll put the Leeds game on. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, It's probably that. more entertaining, to be fair. I mean, I'm going to have earache off Sean whinging about it all weekend. I, I don't know. I, I'd rather not think about next week's game. If, if I'm honest. What, um, Friday? Be, yeah, because... Oh, yeah, Friday's game, yeah. Because uh, we are going to get beat. I'm not being... Right, so, yeah. Of course like, we are. We're under no was, illusions. <laughs> yeah. I was so angry watching that game on Saturday against Bristol Road. You almost called an emergency pod. I did. That's That's like, really close yeah, actually, one. hang on. Can we just address that? Because We had to calm Charles down. Yeah, but Neil <laughs> was the calm human. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was only because Neil was like, I'm not getting my Saturday night ruined anymore. It, it was essentially that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, right. I mean, so so because I was like that going, I don't want, because sometimes what happens is that I calm down considerably after, you know, all day Sunday and Saturday night goes past. And, and by the time we come to record, all of the, well, usually I've forgotten a great deal of what was actually annoying me. Um, like apart from the results and you know bits and pieces, so I thought right, I'll, I'll write down just a few things, and it is only like four things, but they're all about um, you know either players or the way we were. I've already mentioned a couple of them. Rovers wanting the game and wanting to win it more than we did, um, and not turning up before we went behind. Those were two of the things that I wrote down that I felt really angry about, and the fact that we only have one shot on target apart from the penalty. And then the other stuff is is essentially all about individual players. And I'm sorry, Danny, but the first one is is Joseph flipping Mills that just can't do anything. That corner was a bit outrageous, wasn't it? Bless him. I know it was I know it was Danny that built him up when we signed him <laughs> rather than it being like the club or, you know, any other fans. It was it was just you, mate. But I expected so much more than what we get. Well, I mean, wasn't he Forest Green's top scorer? But but hang on a minute. Yeah. Hang on a minute, Charles, right? I honestly don't think we can go into individuals. There were some shocking errors on Saturday, individual errors. But we we can't go into that territory because genuinely, I honestly believe that we have an entire squad of, of players that are League Two players, and that's okay. Right, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with being a decent League Two player. The problem is we are in League One and they are not good enough at the moment. I don't think... Yes, Mills had a bit of a shocking pass that went out for a corner. Jonathan Mitchell kicked it out a couple of times, but you can't... A couple? Every time, every time. But you can't pick out those two players because there's 11 players on that pitch. Yeah, but we, we, we would sit here and we could... I could reel off all 11 of them for doing something wrong on Saturday. I, I will happily do that. Yeah, I've got no I, problem yeah. doing that. I'm not picking out people because they are the cause of, you know, the, not winning the game on Saturday. Although, to be honest, all of them are, you know. It's just, but the amount of time you you've mentioned the corner, there were also there was also a point where he just basically ran it out of play. 
on the on the far side of the pitch in front of the east stand several times when he passed the ball to nobody i mean they were just basics and then mitchell's dead balls because it wasn't just his goal kicks every time it a free kick was given in our own half i kept thinking don't let mitchell have it because all he ever did was kick it into touch and it wasn't like it was just going into touch it was like the players aren't even bothering contesting for it because it's sailing over their heads. What what are they doing in the week? I Brady was talking I about... I think they've got a lot of choice with the goalkeeper situation, to be honest. I, I mean, how is he a professional goalkeeper? Genuinely. This is the thing, right? That Brady has talked about how he, he wants to coach players to make them better. Make his goal kicking better. It's getting worse. Stop telling him. Exactly. Stop telling him to put it out towards, you know, the touchline and, and tell him to aim down the middle and maybe it will then actually go out wide. Do you remember Duncan Spedding? How can we forget? <laughs> Who, doesn't? Who doesn't, right? He could never keep the ball on the pitch. And Jonathan Mitchell is essentially the goalkeeper version of Duncan Spedding. <laughs> Honestly, he is, he's not, I don't understand because usually with a goalkeeper, you get, it's rare you get that they they excel at everything, right? Usually there's the you know why they're, they're a bit ropey on crosses, but everything else is great. He's just a bit ropey at everything. Hmm. Like yeah, he doesn't he doesn't command his box. He can't really save shots. Really, he saves the odd one, but the ones you'd kind of expect him to save because that's his job. And sometimes he's sort of just in the way. He can't really kick it. He can't catch it. He almost scored that wonderful own goal on Saturday when they hit the bar. Yeah, you I can blame. Should, I, I can blame him for the actual goal, though. I, yeah. can, I can blame him for the goal. Yeah, you can. I just think he's honestly. I, I know a lot of people had a, such a problem with David Cornell. But I'd take him back in a heartbeat. He's a tier or two above Jonathan Mitchell, <laughs> and that's not to say that Cornell didn't have his problems. But honest to God, what? Who signed Jonathan Mitchell? Was it Curl? Must yeah. have been. Yeah. Oh, God. Hopefully he takes him to Oldham. But <laughs> I think I think the thing is, though, yeah, all right, fine. What you've said is, is valid and, you know, we can't really argue it as much as I don't like picking out individuals too much. I have done it in the past, but I don't like doing it too much. Um, but we've been we were sat 20 minutes ago whinging about we haven't scored a goal so surely if our goalkeeper is going to come under that fire for conceding we need to then look at what's happening up front because that oh, that absolutely. is equally as bad if if not actually worse oh yeah don't get me wrong Ryan Edmondson is one of the worst strikers i've ever seen play for us he's atrocious I don't again. I don't know what he adds to the team. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, and I know he's had some off the field problems and stuff. So this isn't to attack him as a person or as a character, but as a footballer, he's fucking awful. Do you know? It made me laugh because in the Slack channel, patreoncom forward me if you want to join that. Uh, in the Slack channel, Mike Fuller said next season Ryan Emerson wants to compete against the likes of Patrick Bamford at Leeds <laughs> for a starting berth. <laughs> again, That's- I just. I just don't know what he brings. He, he can't finish. He can't edit. He doesn't really tear around that much unless someone shouts at him from the touchline to get running. Occasionally, he might be able to control it, but it's pretty rare. I, again, I just don't see. He's much like Jonathan Mitchell. He doesn't really excel at anything. So he's, he's just a nothing player. And it, and it's the whole thing of like, it, it's not just the front 
you know the forwards either it's it's the it's the whole attacking unit so you've got to include the likes of mills and i know he wasn't playing but kioso um you know and and then you know your your midfielders i just think that i, I like i saw there were people so i think i saw a tweet that said that Sean McWilliams had carried us on saturday and while i don't necessarily disagree that that he's not a good player I just kind of went, he gives the ball away. Half the time when he's actually winning the ball back, it's because he's given the ball away in the first place. I think and he had a better game than he has had recently, I have to say, on Saturday. Well, I, I will say that I noticed him more. And he did. He was like the engine of our team on Saturday. But then again, I thought, I actually, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I know I'm about to get slated for this probably, if not from you guys, then from people that are listening. But... I thought Sam Hoskins in the first half was decent. Yeah, I agree. I thought he was decent. He was the one that was actually trying to drive us forward and trying to attack. And, you know, I've said it before, I I don't think he's good enough and I think he runs into cul-de-sacs too often. Um, but, But at least he was giving it a go and he was striving to get us attacking. It was just the fact that, you know that that to me was the only person on the pitch at that time that was really trying to get us going. He chased his in own that first twenty. Chased minutes. his own pass one time. Hey. He did. got it back as yeah. well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah it was just before Rose had that air shot, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, yeah. there, there were a couple of times when you. I mean, actually, that that that's a perfect example of what you were saying, Jeffy. That that Danny Rose air shot. You pay to score. Absolutely. At, at least kick it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was comical, wasn't it? I mean, to 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 give him, he, he probably should have come off already by then because he was injured, wasn't he? So, but even oh god, still, yeah, he was like Bambi. He should have been off. Yeah, before. he should he never sh- he have come back on. Yeah, even still, I reckon I would have been pretty confident of making some form of connection with the ball. I'm not saying I would have got it in. I'd have scored, but some form of connection <laughs> with the ball, even if I was on crutches. <laughs> I think the problem, the problem with all of this is that there's no one that much better to come in. No, so they're all crap. And that, There's no way you can dress it up in any way. Like they're all crap. Lose, we go and lose three nils a hole, you'd expect a couple of changes, but we can't because there's no one good enough to come in and replace them. And that's like, it's a major, major issue. Question, would you start Alex Jones? Well, yeah. that's well, yeah, that's I think that's where say. all three of us were going to say. Was that there's, Everybody's calling for it now. He must be fit enough now, right? If he's not, well, not, not just him, training. actually. If, you, if When Marshall and uh, Chucky and... Chuck was Jones, good, wasn't he? Like they just added a little bit more, kind of looked a bit more dynamic. A bit. I've got, I've got a little rant about Chuck Wameka to actually mention in a minute. Um, Leave but alone. I do agree He's with trying. you. No, I do, can you? I do, do agree with you. Rhyming form, Charles. Yes, do it in a haiku. Haiku, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish haiku. I was that talented. I wish I was that talented. Like Dave Gorman. Have you seen Dave Gorman's show where he reads? Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's going to be a really boring anecdote. But it's where he reads comments, like on the Daily Mail, where readers have left comments. Yes, and he reads yes. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you do it that way? No, no. <laughs> Purely because I'm not that clever. Um, <laughs> but I had confidence go, you could do it. Very. Oh, thank you, mate. Very. You know, let's just go back to the Alex Jones thing for now, because obviously, I think Alex Jones himself appeared on the BBC Cobblers show a few weeks back. I think it was maybe after he'd scored against Charlton. I think it was that week, 
And he said himself that he wasn't fit enough to start games and that he wanted to basically come off the bench and be an impact sub. But I mean, we're talking, what are we, about a month on from that now? How long does it take to get fit? Yeah. Exactly. So with, you know, with all respect to the those that are starting and, and you know, to the, you know, Danny, you said, who do we change it for? Well, actually, I think, you do try. We've not. We've not seen. I, I mean, I, th- this is where what it comes down to for me is that actually we were playing for when Brady first took over. We went to a four three three slash four five one when we're out off the ball. Where's that gone? Well, now we we're playing four two 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 two. Yeah. Why? Why have we gone away from the thing that seemingly was working? Because don't forget, I know we lost the game, but MK Dons we scored three goals. We then went and won a few games playing four three three. But then all it of was, a sudden, he just—I know that I, it was the injury to Miller, wasn't it? That's essentially mean meant that he's now discarded that formation. No, because, I think it was. I think it's also the panic that we were conceding goals. So. But, but I think bit, the, but... the four-man defence actually was sorted out. I, I know that we were conceding goals against, you know, MK, that 4-3. That was a bit of a weird game, I think. You know, it was that kind of like new manager bounce, gung-ho approach. And then they just forgot that they had to actually defend as well at the same time. But, I mean, it came afterwards, you know. that I, I've actually got quite a bit of confidence in Horsefall and Lloyd-Jones at the back. Lloyd Jones didn't have his best game on Saturday, I admit. But I just think that if we go back to 4-3-3, which was the thing that was working, I don't understand why we've gone away from that. I Who really knows? don't. And it, it's it, that's frustrating me. Because I think that just because Miller's injured shouldn't stop you doing it. You can still play Marshall and Hoskins on your wings and then have Danny Rose through the middle and then bring on Jones, you know, with 20 minutes to go if you're really chasing the game or you want to make sure that, you know, you, you give Danny Rose a bit of a rest or whatever. Because he does go out there and, and basically leave everything out on the field. The problem you know, is we don't create much anyway. So it's... But um, Alex Jones creates things on his own. Yes, he does. Yeah, agreed. But I, I mean, as like we don't have any real creative plays ever really, do we? It's uh, It's just... We don't, it's not like we're creating loads of chances and missing loads of chances either. It's, it's kind of like it's re- slowly, but surely it's reverting back a little bit to how it was pre Brady. I mean, it's not quite as bad as, as that, obviously, but in terms of chances made and how likely we look at scoring and stuff, it's, it's slowly, but surely edging back that way. And I mean, that just proves the point, but unfortunately the, the players are just probably not good enough. Would would you start Alex Jones, Danny, on Friday night against Posh? Yeah, might as well. I'd probably start Chuck <laughs> Mamika as well, to be honest. Yes, Danny. <laughs> just like just like they're both of them when they come on, they've got something that makes them stand out. They've got a presence about them at least, and they've got something that worries defenders in a different way. Um, whereas Edmondson, Rose, they they need to get onto the end of something. Whereas I think the way we're playing at the minute, we might as well put the big guys on because. At least then it might stick up our end for a little bit. Stick that up your end. You could have Sam running in behind and causing the chaos and Tom Foolery that he usually does. Um, does, it, does might it? as well. At this point, just, yeah, okay, of course he does. Um, <laughs> chase his own pass. Um, <laughs> like, so at, no at, this point, <laughs> at this point, 
there's I don't see the point of not trying it, to be honest. No, I agree. <laughs> I like, agree. Just get them on. Like Chuck Wamink is the kind of story that happens in that you just like throw in throw him back in and he scores a goal in the derby and uh never to be seen again left, after that. Right? I fully agree yeah, with just you. Have a laugh with it, come on. Well, yeah, to a point. Like there's there's no point in sort of limply dragging ourselves along to relegation slowly but surely, is there? We might as well try something and give it a go and stuff and do an Ivan totally Tony. Weird. All our yeah. balls up. Actually, yeah. I said Let's play them both, it. but the way we played at Hull, um, <laughs> if we're going to get anything, we probably need to pack the midfield with about six players, so we probably can't play either of them. <laughs> Let's play a 4 six, zero. Well, um, well, the good news is we've got about 10 midfielders that offer very little, but are all good at being in <laughs> midfield, so we should be all right. Neil, uh, what did you think of your performance? Uh, I thought I, I did well, considering I've not, not played much. I tell uh, you what, that pe- I that did one good tackle... Bro- Hey. That tackle in the penalty area. Oh, oh my god! Did you see my turn of pace? <laughs> Brilliant! It was Whoosh. goal goal saving. It was, wasn't it? There was Apart no way that. that weren't going in either. As well, I was a little rusty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I can I just have my little rant about Chukwamika? Is that all right? Go for it. Um, Right. We're going to shut it, you down, n- but go on. No, no, you can do. That's absolutely fine. Um, but just, you know, it's actually nothing against him in terms of what he did in the game or anything like that. My little rant is that just before we started podding, um, I went on and had a quick look at our Twitter account and our feed. And one of the first things that pops up is uh, Caleb Trotmanmika's agents saying... Uh, with with a with a bit of a video of him with that little bit of trickery skill that he did um, on the halfway line when he came on, simply saying nobody six foot three forwards don't have quick feet. Caleb Chukwemeka, hold my drink. My rant is right is that he's a young man who, for all intents and purposes, every time that I see anything in regards to him online in with his social media. The impression that I get is essentially he's just touting himself out there as being I'm better than this and I should be somewhere else. Now, okay, I've got no issue with anybody wanting to further their career. However, I don't care. Why am I seeing this? Well, don't look, look at it. He's then, in a relegation. Do- he shouldn't be out there. He shouldn't be there. That that my rant is is that he needs to con. The reason why he's not getting picked allegedly is because he's not performing in training. That is essentially the way that I took what John Brady said last weekend when he was talking about how the the fringe players aren't giving him enough in training. That's why he's not been getting on the pitch. That's why he hasn't had, you know, the the contract or whatever it is that is people have asked been asking, for, you know, to be given to him. At the end of the day, he's still in his contract. So therefore, that's it. Nobody's asking anybody for any other player to be given the contract. It's just him. I just don't, I don't want to. Why is that there? I, well, we we can't discount the fact that he that might not be anything to do with him. Well, he's he. All right. Well, I've seen it because he retweeted it. I don't follow his management, or okay, you know, enough. the pod account doesn't follow his management. I just don't, don't don't read way, into it. What happened to the rest of our youngsters, by the way? Scott Pollock's injured, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's been dead for a Morgan long time, Roberts. Hasn't he? Morgan Roberts. Roberts. He went on loan somewhere, didn't he? Did he? Are they all out on loan? Are they? Well, he was on loan at Kettering, wasn't he, at one point? And then maybe sent Ives? I don't know. Somewhere around about conference-ish level. But it all got finished, didn't it? Yeah. Their seasons. There was a crop of them, weren't there? There was a crop. 
pushing. I quite like Morgan Roberts as well. Yeah. I'm just thinking a bit weird. Hughes had a bit of a bit baptism of fire, didn't he, at um, Oxford City? Well, he got released, didn't he, last season, at the end of no, that, last that's season? That's what anyway. I mean. So, yeah. yeah. Like when we started having players like that, I think that game probably done it for him, didn't it? Who was the Who was the other lad that was was he a midfielder as well? The the lad that broke his leg, um, or was oh, that Roberts? No, that, that wasn't Roberts. Was Waller, was Sean Waller, the Sean what? Sean Waller, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Ethan Johnston, is he, he's knocking around, isn't he? Still, striker. Yeah, still yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, give him a bloody go. I know it's he's all in there, but I know he's twelve or however old he is. But <laughs> he's, he's obviously got no experience whatsoever. But we, we've uh, there were some stats that um, someone on Twitter was throwing around about the amount of goal or the lack of goals we've scored is going to be a record-breaking season. Obviously, um, the amount of blanks we've had is a record-breaking season. I think. Like, why would you not try something different? Is it, There is that sense of, what's that saying? The definitions of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again. Yeah, and Einstein. Different results. Yeah, or whatever it was. And that's true, right? To a point. Like, it's not going to suddenly, like, bless, look, I don't know, it feels like I'm picking on Ryan Edmondson, but that's because he's the one at the moment that's getting picked to play up front. So it's not gonna, he's not going to suddenly turn into a superstar overnight or suddenly turn into start smashing goals in, is he? He's, it, Try something different. Mix it up. It's just frustrating. Yeah, completely agree with you. Absolutely, completely agree with you. Um, so tonight, as we, uh, as you're listening to this on on Tuesday, there are some games, and it's basically all the teams have got games in hands on us that they're playing. So uh, Wimbledon uh, at home to Ipswich. I mean, the one the one hope here is that Wimbledon and Wigan have used up all their goals for the rest of the season, isn't it, at the weekend? Well, the problem um, is we're reliant now, aren't we? Like we used all up at ours up against Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more or less. In that one week where yeah. we scored six yeah. in Plymouth and Portsmouth. That was it. All done now. No more. Um, so, yeah, Wimbledon are at home to Ipswich. Wigan are at home to Sunderland. I mean, you wouldn't expect Wigan to get anything out of that game on paper, would you? Um, on paper, you wouldn't expect Wimbledon to get anything out of the Ipswich game, but Ipswich are—I uh, don't know—they're not. Would you say that they're in free fall? They've got Paul Cook in charge. I've not really looked to see I how think well they're doing. They've had a the rotten uh, bit of luck, haven't they, with their management and everything that's gone on with COVID? Bless them. We'll have a couple of nil nils in a row. They drew with Rochdale, so nil nil last Monday. So. I saw that he said um, he he went in on the players a little bit as well. Who hey, Paul Cook? Yeah, <laughs> not like him, is it? No, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, mild mannered character, isn't he? <laughs> I saw that he'd, he'd gone in on him a little bit, and yeah, said that some changes need to be made, but there's not much you can do at the moment and stuff. Interestingly, I saw Joey Barton said the same thing after the game on Saturday, didn't he? Did he? I think yeah, Joey Barton's on a tight, no, a, a what's it called? What's the expression? On a bit of a tightrope. Well, he said. I think he said he said something along the lines of that. Um, essentially, these mistakes can't keep happening but there's nothing he can do about it until the summer. So we're just going to try and change it at the moment, but I can change the personnel end of the summer or something like that. Mm. I don't know whether it'll last the summer, to be honest, because the Rovers fans are not happy, are they? Joey Barton on a tightrope uh, coming soon to ITV4, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Would absolutely watch. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The other game on Tuesday that has massive implications for us is, uh, well, it's it's a six-pointer, Danny. Mm. Rochdale against Swindon. Yeah, we want, draw there. we want Rochdale to win that. 
Do you think? They're yeah. far enough behind, don't they? Yeah, 30, so Rochdale have got 33 points. We've got 40, so let them have a win. Let them have a three points. That'll close the gap to the, you know, for them on Swindon. Swindon have got 37 points. So Rochdale stay bottom in that case. But yeah, we want we want Swindon to not pick up any points at all because otherwise it's getting too close, isn't it, really, with that? And then on, well, on Friday, this will be now. Have, have all the games been moved to Friday night or is it just No, ours? I think teams as from what the EFL statement was teams need to choose the problem we have um and, and is what we and Peterborough have all come out and said is that we're both playing on the Tuesday after so we can't push it to later on the Saturday or on the Sunday because obviously our players have got to play on the Tuesday as well and that's the case for all of them in it as well like there's a whole everyone's playing on Tuesday yeah so it's all it, I think the majority will probably be Friday but maybe Sorry, talking of Swindon, did you see the goal? One of the goals they conceded against Peterborough. Oh yes, I did. Oh my days! We <laughs> thought we were bad. Wow, <laughs> absolutely dreadful. Um, yeah, if you've not seen it, do go and find it because it's oh, it's very bad. Um, well, on Friday then there is another nope. six pointer. Nope. AFC Wimbledon nope. versus Swindon. Oh right, oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not us. Not mentioning us. <laughs> That's definitely um, not a six pointer, is it? Goodness. No, no, no. AFC <laughs> Wimbledon against Swindon. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Do you therefore say that we don't want Swindon to win anymore? Or do you don't say you take to a draw? <laughs> well, in that situation, <laughs> what, who do you want, to need everyone to lose every game. Well, they can't, can they? Uh, Wimbledon versus Swindon. That's impossible. Somebody has off. to. Call it off. Yeah. Okay. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> Wigan against Crew, uh, Rochdale against Accrington, and Bristol Rovers against Lincoln are the other games that are happening uh, this weekend. So uh, it's squeaky bum time, isn't it? <laughs> to coin a Tim Oglethorpe phrase. Just to finish off, there was uh, well a couple of things actually. Uh, I want to first of all a big shout out to Luke Thode and to Sarah Turner, who have organised a flag to be made in the memory of Lee Collins. They raised two hundred pounds, no less, in less than a day on Saturday uh, via Twitter and a, and a Just Giving page, um, and it's it's a it's a really big flag that they're having done that will be sent to the club and put up for I think at least the last game of the season. Uh, home game that is obviously um and will then be available uh for fans to take two matches hopefully from next season once we're allowed back in so very well done nice nice gesture i think that um it's well a brilliant done for gesture, isn't yeah, it? great stuff that yeah well done uh, absolutely um and also um i think we've already retweeted it but there is a uh a just giving or a crowdfunding I, I i don't know exactly which website it was i can't remember uh which is they're raising money for lee's family because obviously he did leave behind a family so um i think we've already retweeted it if not I will do it again and we will pop it out there. Um, if you want to, if you're inclined to, then you can go and have a look and then you can give anything that you wish to for what I think is a very worthy cause on that front. Um, lastly, just before we came uh, to record this podcast, Mark Cooper was sacked by Forest Green Rovers. Next season, back in League Two. 
Would you take him? No. no. Get him out. Ridiculous, Charles. He's an it's absolute... one of them, isn't it? No, he's one of those you don't want anywhere near it. Yeah, he's oh, he's a clown. Thanks for listening to It's All Cobblers to Me this week. Hit the subscribe or follow button in your podcast app to never miss an episode. We will be back later in the week with a preview show for that game uh, on Friday night. Uh, whether we will have an opposition fan with us remains to be seen. So, Alan Swan. Uh, <laughs> Alan Swanee. Uh, Come on, Swanee. You know you want to. Come on, Swanee. You want to do it. Come on. I dare I would, you. I would make I myself available you. for that preview show. <laughs> uh, we will see you then. Have a good week as best as you can. And not the coppers. Fuck the posh. There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. A young, nervous man. A team tries to score once. Chuck? Maybe so. I'm Tom Cliff, Cobblers fan and proud owner of Track NN and Cafe Track. Track NN is a social enterprise set up in 2018 to support autistic people to access employment through training, support services and creating opportunities. Research showed that just 16% of autistic adults were in full-time employment and this is something which we are going to change. We opened our cafe on the Market Square in Northampton in January 2019 as a place where individuals could work and develop their employability skills and also be a place where people were free to be themselves. Since opening the cafe in January 2019, we have supported 36 people into paid employment and created over 75 work experience placements and visits for individuals. Since the coronavirus outbreak, we've not been able to open Cafe Track to its full capacity and we've instead taken our offering online. You can help support us by buying coffee virtually at buymeacoffee.com forward slash cafe track. Your money goes to helping us to continue to create opportunities for autistic adults to gain employment. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.